We start in Titty City, where John C. Riley Estadillo said I've got a luscious V of hair going from my chest pubes right down to my hunter ball fro, and no t-shirt Higgins were required in Titty City on Sunday. Kyle Pitcoin's value is rising, and he's rallying Tenny's roster like it's cryptocurrency in 2021. Joe Bone Murrow gave Jesse a successful transplant during Josh Allen's bye week, and this team has made a full recovery after its 0-2 start. Tenny, 136.7. Esto, 108.3. What? 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 Next, we go to the Octagon, where Lighting didn't have to call his guy because it was a beatdown from start to finish. Cooper, cup of touchdowns, continues to dominate on land, and Ricky saved the Seals Jones, polluted Nate's lineup, but it didn't matter, as Darnell Full Mooney was in retrograde for this week's game. Aaron Boone Jones was a massive letdown for Cochran's Wood, and Will has a decision to make about these damn Yankees he calls a team. Nate, 116.6. Will, 89.9. Now, we head to Western Nebraska, where Osh's team resembles a broken bow, and Jacob moved further North Platte in the standings. Pat Sheck West Mahomes was singing, I got no points now, but we got more. Okay, more. Ali Cox, Bomba. Tim the Tapman Patrick wasn't much of a gamer this week, and Travis Barker Kelsey helped push Osh to blink 182 and 5. Jacob, 118.3. Osh, 87.4. Oh, no. Next, to the swag factory where Lighting stole Loaf's bread and made sure it was properly chuba-buttered on Sunday. Elijah Mitchell Tenpenny told Lighting, Drunk me can't get over you giving me a chance on this football team. And DJ Mandy Moore is taking a walk to remember in Lighting's wide receiver one spot. Although Trev had a lack of Dak at the quarterback spot, this team could be disturbed, and they came down with the sickness of two Lighting! 124.2. Loaf. 115.3. Whap! Whap! Some spread. Tick, 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 tick. Tick, 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 tick. Last, we head to the meat house, where Jamar chasing cars put Sloan on snow patrol as he was weeping. If I lay here, if I just lay here, would you lie with me and just forget Jalen Hurts? Matt, he was a Prater boy. He said, see you later, boy, to Sloan. And this team stood no chance against Dirty Mike Evans and the boys. Z-Tech will try to make some racket in the playoff race after this backhanding of Sloan K. And he'll lean on the real Williams sisters, Mike and Daryl, to do so. Z-Tech, 167.3. Sloan, 112.7. All right, paper towels. Seven weeks down. And it's been quick. I think I've said it, but it, it's been probably the quickest season I can remember so far. Um, and week seven was kind of moving week here. We had kind of some of the bottom feeders winning, some of the upper echelon teams losing. We had a Trevor Lighting over Matt Karloff this week, a Sammy Z Tech over Sloan Kettering. Um, just 
you know, it was kind of moving week. We kind of brought the standings a little closer together, I think. And then, you know, you had the, the Deaf Boys wagon that just continues to just trudge forward. Uh, Jesse Tenney, the hottest team in America, the hottest team in sports, five-game winning streak. And um, speaking of Jesse Tenney, kind of went on a hiatus from talking to you all. It was a bit of a statement, I would say, after the comments that were made publicly, um, which I, which we've gotten over. Um, we've cleared the air. But, you know, just wanted to make a little bit of a two-week statement there, just play the interviews, shorten the pot a little bit. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. If not, then, hey, you're going to like this episode because I got a lot to say. I've got three weeks basically to recap. And we're just going to get right into it because there's a lot. I'd like to thank John Esadillo for bringing to my attention week five being one of the highest scoring weeks um, ever in fantasy football. And I dove into Will's analysis, his league uh, history archives, and it was the highest scoring week in league history. So collectively, us 10 teams scored the most we've ever scored in a single week. We scored 1,343 points. I won't bore you with the decimals, but uh, 1,343. Our previous high was week, like, eight. I I don't have it on me, but it was like week 8 of 2019, something like that. It was 1,324. So we beat it by 19 points, basically. Um... Highest score ever since 2016. Our average, just to put it into perspective, is 1125. So more than 200 points over our our weekly average, basically. And the lowest we've ever scored is 965, which is also kind of wild. Other end of the spectrum, almost 200 points less than our average. But week five was just bananas. I mean, people were just scoring points and bunches it was just a monsoon of points I think we had multiple people like above 160 we had one team below 100 points and it was Osh at 99.7 so basically every team scored 100 points uh, which is absolutely crazy you hardly ever see it so good work Uh, week five highest scoring week ever now um to get into just, I'm just going to go team by, I'm going to go through every team uh, in the last three weeks, what's kind of been happening. And I'm going to start with Jesse Tenney. He is a problem. Uh, he's a problem on the football field. He's a problem on in the group chat. This team is a problem, and it's going to continue to be a problem. He gets Loaf, who's kind of reeling right now, a two-game losing streak. He's going to be without Mark Andrews, without Christian McCaffrey, without uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And right now, he's trying to tread water, but, you know, it's just tough when when you've got all these guys down. Uh, Loaf is just going to be salivating to get Christian McCaffrey back. But he's going to be without him this week, and Tenny gets to uh, take advantage of another matchup like he did last week with John, but uh, Jesse Tenney's a problem. I mean, I'm going to say it. He'll probably be on a six-game winning streak after this week. He'll be 6-2, and two, and uh, it's a good team. I mean, this is a good roster. It's no joke, 
and it's, hey, he's getting back at us for last year. I mean, this is a statement season for Jesse Tenney after just an abysmal 2020 campaign. So uh, he's going to he, he's a problem right now. He's going to be a problem. And who else is going to be a problem is Esto. Probably the most unfortunate bye week scenario that I've ever seen. Loaf called it like the bipocalypse last week. Um, I mean, probably the most unfortunate situation I've ever seen, and maybe we will ever see. Literally, his top five players were on bye. You got Herbert, Harris, Zeke, Robinson, and CD Lamb all on bye. And he was, I mean, he was scouring the waiver wire, picking up these plumbers that he just inserted into his lineup. Hunter Renfro got some tick. Michael Carter got tick. I mean, it was just a disgusting uh, collection of talent that he that he played, and he still scored over 100 points. So, I mean, give him credit. But he's going to be a problem going forward because this is out of the way, right? Pretty much all his best players have, have their bye week behind them. And, I mean... It's going to be, this is a really good team. He's put up a lot of points this season, and I think he's going to continue to, especially with all of his dogs, right? So I think Esto's going to be a problem moving forward. And another guy that's, that is really trending up, Sammy Zetek. I think he's going to be a problem. He said it last week on the pod. He's got one of the best collection of receivers that, that in the league. I mean, Williams was on by. Thielen was on by last week. So, and I mean, the dude put up 167 points. So Z-Tech's going to be a problem. Um, it's a really good roster. I mean, obviously you get the three touchdown week for Mike Evans. Some weeks it's the three target week for Mike Evans. So he's going to continue to roll, ride that roller coaster. But, I mean, his receivers are good. He's got Kamara, who's... Looked phenomenal on Monday night. Um, Rodgers, obviously, is Aaron Rodgers. And I think Z-Tech can make some noise. He's 2-5. and five. He's had some unfortunate kind of matchups here this year. But uh, I think he, he could be a problem. Going, I, I think he could make the playoffs. I really do. Um, moving to the other side of things, Trevor Lighting and Sammy Z-Tech. We have the, the loser leaves town game this week, the 2-5 and five versus 2-5. and five. I think we're all going to be kind of licking our chops over this matchup because um, the loser really is in a bad spot. So this is a hu- another huge week. I think if, if week seven was moving week, week eight is settling in week because the, the teams that win these matchups are going to be in a really good spot. We have a lot of teams that have similar records playing each other. And it starts with Sammy versus Lighting. I mean, if you drop to two and six, there's pressure. You know, it mounts. Three and five feels feels surmountable. Um, but two and six, man, you it, you could start getting desperate. You could start overthinking. Um, you know, you're you're down bad. So I I I'm really anxious to see who loses this matchup and what they do upon losing the matchup. Um speaking of Two and six. Aaron Oshner might be dead. Uh, this might be just a dead football team. 
uh, I think the Dan Campbell Lions, 0-7 Dan Campbell Lions might have more juice than this football team. And he could very well be 2-6 and six next week. I mean, the injuries are piling up. The Patrick Mahomes letdowns are piling up. He had Dalvin and Keenan Allen on bye last week, which does not help. And Waller was like a weird late scratch. So those things happen. Um, and you hope that it gets better and he gets some guys that come back from these injuries. But whew, it's been tough sledding for Osh, and you got to give him credit. You know, he's been rolling guys out there. He's been he's made a couple good moves, Kadarius Tony, things like that. On the waiver wire, the rugs acquisition was good but man it's gonna be tough um he you know same situation if you if you drop to two and six you you just you don't feel good about it so I think he's lost multiple in a row I don't know if he's lost five in a row but I mean he started decent right and and now it's just all going downhill so Hopefully he undertakers next week and comes comes alive, comes back from the dead. But, man, he is on his last leg. He's on his dying breath, really, right now. Um, Jacob and Will are th- three and four. And, you know, it's kind of, it's this kind of up and down ebb and flow for both of these teams. Uh, both of them are victim to a Russell Wilson receiver who, I mean, the Seahawks without Russell Wilson look atrocious. So obviously it'll help when he comes back with Lockett and Metcalf. But Jacob and Will kind of have similar teams right now where they just, there's not a ton of juice, I guess. They've got, you know, these guys that, that are giving them 10, 12 points a week, but not a ton of upside. Robert Woods is is second fiddle to Cooper Randy Moss Cup. And, uh, you know, Jacob's got a running back issue. He Kareem Hunt went down, and Miles Sanders is now hurt. Melvin Gordon is, like, losing touches to Javante Williams. It's not a great situation in the running back room. And he refuses to make waiver claims. And uh, I think it's going to hurt him going forward. He's 3-4 and four right now. You know, he's got, he drafted a good team. But at some point, I think you've got you've to start making moves to, uh, to try and make runs because there's a lot out there week to week. I mean, look at, look at some of these rosters that, are succeeding with waiver claim. I'll be the first to admit, like, half my roster each week feels like a waiver claim. Um, so, hey, we'll see if he uh, starts making them or if he if he continues with the, I drafted my team, I'll make five moves and four of them will be defense. So we'll see. Uh, will, on the other hand, you know, he's got Kyler Murray, he's got Saquon who's hurt, he's got Aaron Jones. It's a good team. Um, it's been a little bit unfortunate so far, but you know, I, if I had a bet, I would guess he'll be about seven and seven when the year is over. Just feels like, you know, he's in that like 90 to 130 point range and 
and uh, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Matt Karloff, uh, I spoke to it a bit earlier, but he's he's a desperate housewife right now. It's, I mean, it's tough for this roster. CMC hurts when you don't have him. It just hurts. And uh, same with Clyde. I mean, you're only as good as, as your first four picks a lot of times, and, and two of his are out. So he's going to still try and tread water until they come back. He's got a tough matchup with Tenny. Um, you don't want to play Jesse Tenney right now, which is just a wild sentence to, to speak, to say out loud, but you really don't. So uh, Loaf is just kind of a desperate housewife right now. He needs CMC back in the worst way. And, you know, luckily he started 5-0. and So that always helps when you start 5-0. and But as we've seen with Loaf in the past... You uh you can start three and zero and end you know four and twelve ish so hopefully that doesn't happen to him but we'll see. Um, Nate Meter is next and Nate Meter having Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup is insufferable. It just buries me to no end that. Nate has these two Rams players, and the Rams are just unbelievable. And Cooper Cup is just unbelievable. And Matt Stafford looks like Dan Marino. I mean, why didn't we? I guess why didn't we see it? I wanted Stafford bad, and Nate swooped him. You know, right out, basically right after getting Russ, he swooped him in like one of those, you know, mid to late rounds, and. I'll, it just, it'll eat at me. And then Cooper Cup, I mean, it's, you know, it's no secret. Cooper Cup has been incredible the last, you know, four, three, four years probably. So it just buries me that Nate has these two. And Nate's team is so good. If Nate doesn't win, I mean, Nate's the betting favorite, I think, right now. And if Nate doesn't win, I'll be a little bit shocked. I think to be to be completely honest, this team is just phenomenal, and he has like this weekly floor of points that he's never gonna go under. I think just because of all the dudes he has. I mean, he it's like dealer's choice every week on who he can play, and uh, hey, you got to give him credit. He drafted really well. He's made some good waiver waiver moves. So. Give credit where it's due. Nate Meter is good, and it's not about to change. Um, the bus. We have to talk about the bus. Uh, bus watch right now is going to be Osh, and it's going to be lighting. And are we sure that it's not just Osh? Uh, he changed the name Bussin' Without the Boys, which was just, I was dying at that one. And, I mean, can we be sure it's not just Osh right now? It's not just a one-horse race. I do think Lighting's in there. I think, you know, right now he's got some of these backup running backs that are not going to be starting the whole year. You know, the Chubas and the Devontae Bookers and things like that. But if I had a 
put a bet on it right now, I'd say Trevor's team looks better than Asha's. But these two remain on bus watch. And that's basically all there is to it. And last it, and maybe least um, is myself. I think I just need Deshaun Watson to get traded somewhere. I think that's going to help my team dramatically, to be honest with you. I mean, if he can get on the field, this Jalen Hurts thing just scares the hell out of me every week. He's got like seven points at the end of the third quarter. And then he gets all this garbage time work, which I did say would happen. But man, it scares me. I mean, he just looks like one of the worst professional quarterbacks in America for three quarters and then just comes alive when they're down by 20. So I could really use Deshaun Watson. And um, besides that, I mean, this it's another team full of broken pieces. You've got Devontae Adams on the COVID list now, COVID Cowboy. You've got Montgomery Hurt. Um, Antonio Brown's hurt. You know, it's just, it's not great. I'm starting these, these bloggers on my team. Khalil Herbert, uh, Dearness Johnson. I mean, I don't even know. I didn't know who these people were before the season started. So that's where I'm at. And, uh, you know, four and three. Things are fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I play Nate this week, so I'll be four and four. After that, and uh, you know, you just hope to hope to make a little noise, make the playoffs, see what you can do. So, boys, have a good week eight. Good luck to everybody except for the deaf boys, the wagon. And as always, except for last week, and I apologize. Fuck you guys. <laughs>